0: Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 10. Show notes at compulsiveovereatingdiary.com day 10. And I'm hoping this sound turns out because I'm actually riding along the LA River right now. Now, I've never tried to talk through my Roland recorder, my regular podcasting recorder. Usually, if I go by bike, I'm using my action point of view camera, and this mic can go through it. But I didn't have time today to put my video camera on my helmet and, and mic up. So I stuck my trusty Roland in my pocket. And I, this is an experiment. This is a, to see how it turns out. But I'm letting go. It's a really gorgeous day and I'm super pumped. Okay, I'm gonna have to wait. We're just going through an underpass. The LA River goes alongside some of the freeways and we have streets that go over it. So you're gonna hear a little bit of traffic noise maybe, as well as some of the noise of my breathing hard when I'm going up the hill, but going back to what I was saying, I'm super, super pumped because it was almost four weeks ago that Mark, my husband, took the picture of my cat on my back and that very same day, we went bike riding. And that's what totally convinced me to deal with my compulsive overeating issue or try. my dears was the birth of this podcast. How I looked with that cat on my back and how I felt that day trying to ride my bike having gained the 20 some pounds in the six months. And that day, let me tell you, was misery. (laughs) I love to ride my bike. And this path is pretty flat and it's cool to see the egrets and the other birds on the water as well as the L.A. graffiti, (laughs) but it's a nice bike path, it's easy, but that day, you know, I'm used to having, I'm a pear-shaped person, so I'm kind of used to having a bigger rear end and some bigger thighs, but I'm not used to having my stomach flopping on my lap when I'm riding. I'm not an apple shape, but that day, oh my God. My stomach was, see there's a truck on the freeway. My stomach was just flopping. Every time I pedaled, my legs would hit it. My biking shorts were a little too small and there's nothing like riding with things pinching you, is <laughs> not feeling good. I was also very out of shape. So I don't think I could have even tried talking to you like I am today wouldn't even have been an option. Today, so far, I've gone almost one mile already, and I feel like I could talk to you all day long. (laughs) It's just great. This is one month of doing some walking, a little bit of hiking, and trying to watch what I eat and stay on my calories. Hey, you guys, sounds like a diet, doesn't it? Well, it is. But I have to thank you all. This podcast is helping me so very much. And my latest shout-out is to Ava from British Columbia, I believe. Not only did she come and post on my original post on Daily Adventure Tales, where I had my shocking cat picture, (laughs) but she is the very first person ever, 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 to actually go to my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash compulsive overeating diary, and left me a comment. Ava, kisses to you. That was so encouraging. Even with my other podcast, Daily Adventure Tales, it is listened to in like 115 countries and has pretty big download amounts, but nobody ever comes and comments on that page. Every once in a while I get a like, but no one has ever taken the time to comment. So I really appreciate that, Ava, that you came to Compulsive Overeating Diary on Facebook. Speaking of that, now you guys have really done well to come and encourage me and give me comments and say that you're listening and say hello and let me know you're out there. So now it's your turn. Come comment or email me at lori at Is that cool? Hello. That's a little bike tunnel. Or give me a call at our voicemail hotline. 206-350-6445. And let me know. What things are on your mind? What things do you struggle with? Or what victories do you have? I would love to get some more input into this community because you're gonna get bored after a while hearing me tell about the same things over and over again. Even though I intend to keep podcasting my experience until I hit my goal, of 191 in June, we'll see. Anyway, I think this will be it for the bike ride recording until I see how much of the sound is usable. Everyone, it's actually the day after my epic bike ride of yesterday. Well, I guess that makes sense. Yesterday was the day before. <laughs> oh, I'm silly. It's early in the morning. It's a Monday, so that's my weigh-in day. Yay! And I'm down one pound, so I'm officially down 8.6 pounds since I started this experiment. 8.6. So you might be thinking, like me, you've been losing about two pounds a week and now you're down to one. What do you feel about that? It sucks. I hate that. Don't you hate it? But this is typical. When you lower your calories the first few weeks, you're losing a lot of water weight and things that are retained from the extra salt and your body's in a little bit of shock. I've also been really upping my exercise. Yesterday, my husband Mark and I actually went 15 miles rather than our plan 10, which was pushing it a bit for how long it's been since we've been bike riding. Also, the hiking I've been doing in the last week and a half, that's a a higher level exercise than when I go walking around the park. And what happens to people, you'd say, well, gosh, Lori, you're really upping your exercise, so that means you're burning more calories. Well, that's true, but also your muscles tend to tear a little bit. That's how you get stronger is your muscles actually get damaged from doing exercise. And it's when they rest and repair that they get stronger. And sometimes the muscles themselves will then retain fluids. And that whole process of repair can make you seem to gain a little bit of weight. Or your body's just being persnickety. (laughs) Whatever it is, this doesn't make me too disappointed. Though honestly, I would love to lose like three pounds every week. Not really, because I know anything more than two for me is a higher percentage of muscle. I don't know if you know that it's impossible to lose 100% fat. So whenever you're cutting your calories and you're dropping some pounds, some of that is your lean body mass as well as the fat that you want to get rid of. So to combat that, that's another reason why you want to exercise if possible even if it's picking up soup cans and doing some upper body work or taking walks, something to keep challenging your muscles so that they grow and repair, so that you're losing less of your muscle tone. You don't want to lose muscle. (laughs) Believe me, you don't. I know I went from being pretty lean and fit at uh, 191. I was really pretty compact there, even though that seemed like a high weight. To right now, I'm extremely flabby. I'm probably like 47% body fat, which is not only heavy, but it means I'm not as strong to carry what weight I have around with me. So that's why I was really, really pleased that my bike ride felt easier after losing the eight pounds. And it did. So I can only imagine and look forward to what it's going to feel like when I've lost the additional, oh I can't do math this morning, I think it's another 25 or 26 pounds to get to my goal. That would be fantastic because not only would I fit into my clothes better but I would again enjoy the freedom that I used to have to be active or go for walks or even cleaning my house, getting the groceries, just being able to live my life. And one of the things that I like best is at that, that weight, I don't have to worry about sitting in chairs. Because I'm pear-shaped, I have a big trouble fitting into chairs, whether it's those pesky coach airline seats, which I really don't fit into right now, to going out to the restaurant and sitting in chairs with arms. It's embarrassing to like try to wiggle your way into a chair and not fit. Now, I have noticed that the movie theaters are actually getting used to, I guess, bigger, bigger folks because the movie chairs are getting bigger. But traditional play, go to see a theater play, not getting bigger. So going to concerts and plays right now for me is tough because my rear end is still a little too big than the typical chair to fit into. But at 191, after doing some exercise, I know I'll be able to fit into chairs. And that's something I'm really looking forward to how's that? I think I'll eat some chocolate or chips. Picture the chair arms. Do you want to spill out of the chair? Do you not? But I don't want to make you guys think that dieting is the answer. If dieting were the answer, we would all not have any weight issue at all, because I'm betting if you're listening to Compulsive Overeating Diary, you've been on a diet in your life. (laughs) So, in a way, dieting does work because if you lower your calories some and you exercise more than you burn, you will drop some weight. But if you don't incorporate methods to help you truly live the life that you whatever you choose, if you can't stick with it for the rest of your life, then you're going to be on a roller coaster like I have been. Now I think my maintenance calories when I get down to my goal is not going to be very much higher than what I'm eating to lose because I'm going to be 55 pretty soon and I'm not as active as I was and we do lose some muscle tone just naturally as we age if we don't combat that by doing some more exercise so Let's imagine. Let's project into the future. Yay, I'm on that scale. I'm 191. I'm fit. My body fat has dropped down below 40%, so I'm feeling proud of myself and and really super good. So I go out to celebrate with beer and full-fat restaurant nachos. Okay, so I did that one day. No big deal. And then the next day, I think, I'm tired of oatmeal, so I think I'm going to have some French toast and bacon. And then maybe let's go out for pizza, and then I'll have a salad for dinner. And then down the slippery slope of reverting back into my eating habits, and like I said, even without the binging, even when I don't binge, my natural inclination is to eat more than what my body is burning. I do not yet have that capability of being able to naturally feel, oh, I'm full, so let me stop. I feel, wow, this tastes pretty darn good, so let me have some more of this. That's my natural thing. And I've I've been this way for a long time. So talking to you guys is really helping me to identify my physical body hunger. But just the fact that I'm feeling satisfied in my body does not yet make my compulsive brain think, hey, physical body is feeling fine. So let's just stop with the chow. No, compulsive brain is still there nagging at me, but nagging at me a little bit less, just a little bit less in this month I've been talking to you. So I'm going to see when I get to the end of June where I'm at, if this podcast is still helping me, I'm also going to see, am I still hearing from you? Is it still helping you? And then I'll make that decision whether to move forward with the podcast. But for now, if you're on the fence about doing something to help yourself, whether it's choosing to eat a little more vegetables, or choosing to write a journal like my friend Cheryl does, or starting your own podcast, or just recording your voice for yourself, or finding a support group, or talking to friends, or maybe finding a buddy to go with a walk with once a week. If you can find something to help yourself, then let's time travel together a month from now. Okay, a month from now. You're going to feel better. Now let's pretend you do nothing to help yourself. You just say, I like listening to Lori, but I'm going to just sit here on the couch eating the chips. That's what I do when I watch The Biggest Loser, okay? Okay. So I'm going to sit on the couch eating the chips and and think to myself, wow, that's really interesting what she has to say. And now it's one month later. Are you going to feel any better? Believe me, the time goes pretty fast. So what I'm encouraging you to do today, and I'm not saying go on a diet, believe me, I am not. I'm just saying do something for the next month that will help you. Whether it's to talk kindly to yourself, make that a goal, go for the walk, take a drink of water, something. There must be some little thing that you could do that at the end of the month would make you look back and say, I feel better. Anyway, till next time. Thanks for listening. A slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. And There I'll sit. And I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin. And by the dawn. Gone. It won't be hard